This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryle. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and happy publishing week again. And here we are. Truly, spring has finally sprung for we authors. And although there's a few snow flurries around, actually, I'm in Colorado on this day, and we're expecting some on Saturday, just a little bit, but so it should disappear quickly, um, which makes me happy. But with that, that uh, we're going to be focusing on today, and we're actually doing a big uh, spread on the May 6th program um, about visibility and branding and marketing and physical visibility and presence, as well as what's inside the covers of your book visibility, branding, marketing, presence, um, and what's on the cover. So we, we look at it as a whole package. So with me today is uh, Rhoda Johnson, who has quite a pedigree all of her own. Maybe we should get her to write a book on some of the things she's done. But she's really all about fashion and makeup and personal development and how that ties into you as an author when you're out speaking, when you're out doing book presentations, when you're on a platform, when you're on a stage, what's the first thing that people see? It's you. Well, how do you look? And I'm not talking about movie star glamour looks, but what's the package that you're presenting and putting across? And so we're going to go into some of the core things that you can look at look at and develop here. So what Rhoda does is she uses her extensive and intuitive knowledge of color and artistry to maximize what your image potential is. And and we're talking about from politicians to corporate execs to media talent, you know, and, and professionals, models, and even people who have been uh, victims of crime. I mean, you're ta- or even just tragedies. I have uh, one of my clients is went through a horrendous fire when she was six years old, and I'm telling you, what they can do with her scars is just amazing. So, whether you've got scars that are visible, whether you've got them internal, the thing is that when people meet you. Within a microsecond, they've got a judgment. Well, what Rhoda's going to do is talk about is how to maximize 
but in your features, when you're out signing, when you're marketing, when you're speaking, when you're connecting, when you're networking. And that's what's so incredible. And actually, I can tell you, if you're in Colorado, I would encourage you all to go to the authoru.org website, click on events, come to the meeting, because we actually have guinea pigs. <laughs> We're going to morph and change them over. And with that, Rhoda, welcome to Author You, your guide to book publishing. Thank you, Judith. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Well, you know, this is just such a different topic uh, to get into. I mean, I'm I I, I was just talking to someone because we were I was helping a client, uh, max uh, you know maximize an audit she's going to be going into, so she really would understand the true cost of her book. And that we got into speaking and presence. And I actually, as someone who spent 30 years on the platform all over the country, every state, multiple countries, I had uniforms that I wore. I mean, that for my colors, for the stylisms, um, that I never wore suits, but I had some real interesting outfits that were branded to me. And, and they were deductible for me, but that it, it all came together and it took a while to develop it. So I'm, I'm really glad that we're going to talk about color a little bit because a lot of people, it used to be, it seems to me years ago that knowing what your right colors were, were really very trendy and it's almost, um, I don't hear people talk about it anymore. And I think it's really critical. I do too, Judith. I, I, you know, because 80% of what we say is nonverbal, mm-hmm. color is the biggest component because it's mm. a vibration of light. It, 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 it is what, it is the biggest part of what establishes our aura, how we're vibrating. For example, um, if someone, judges, for example, are supposed to wear black because black is a very powerful color. It's a very authoritative color. It's a very somber color. You'll never see a judge in any other color but black because of the psychology of color. And so that's why this is really critical to start building an image from because it communicates. It communicates either joy or seriousness or groundedness, it also helps to flatter and harmonize with one's coloring of the hair, the skin, and the eyes, so that the colors that one is wearing is not distracting. I don't know if I'm sure you've had this happen in your amazing um, platform that you've traveled, where you're talking to someone and you can't hear what they're saying because their colors or the patterns that they're wearing are so distracting. Or, or sometimes the jewelry, sometimes yeah. um, all, you know, all the other stuff that they have right. just disconnects. Um, and you, you're so focused on, oh, my God, what did they do to themselves? You never hear a word. Right. You never hear a word. Right. We have a saying that says, your image is so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Oh, that's a great phrase. Your image is so loud, I can't hear you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people people um, are, are wanting to be heard, and they're also wanting to be seen for who they are authentically. And to your point, a lot of times if 
what they're wearing in accessories or clothing or colors is not aligning to their truest self, it is a disconnect from the actual message. So people don't know what to listen to, whether they should be listening to what they're being told or how they feel in that person's presence. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, so do you want to look frumpy <laughs> and be all <laughs> discombobulated Nothing goes together. Or do you want to start maybe doing some packaging? I mean, I have to tell you that my very, I have a couple of very favorite, favorite colors. And that purple is one of them. And it's not because I've got gray hair, although it looks great with gray hair. But the fact is, it really looks good on me. My skin looks good against purple. And that, um, and I surround, and it makes me feel good. I mean, I feel happy um, with it. And, and it really does tie into that, you know, image, yeah, shouting, literally. But it's nonverbal and that those colors do impact, you know, how you feel, how you, you right. know, it, it, it just kind of rolls off. So people need to get that. Yes. Absolutely. I, I get excited about it because especially when you were saying how it made you feel good, if you're mm-hmm. feeling good and you're vibrating that joy to a person, it's contagious. They're going to feel that too before you mm-hmm. even speak a word. You, you you set the tone with that presence of joy. Mm-hmm. I remember one time speaking at a group and someone looked down at me. She says, where did you get these purple shoes? I said, I know I love them. <laughs> They're happy. <laughs> right. So. All right. So, so when people are determining color, like, you know, I actually love the fall colors. I love the autumns and I love the rust and stuff. But if you see me in rust or or, or khaki or um, olive colors, I really do look sick. I mean, it okay. just it, mm-hmm. it it zaps me, and, and and I think that's where finding those right colors. Is, are there some tricks that people should do besides hiring someone a consultant, maybe that they can work with that they could do kind of on their own? I wish it were that simple, Judith. It's such a science, um, and there's a lot of layers to color analysis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 to the point, even though I have 35 years of experience with it, and my colleague, who was one of the pioneers in color analysis um, in New York City, and I'm, I come from Hollywood, collectively, when we come together, we can't even eyeball someone. We have to do the process of the drape Mm -hmm. to really Mm -hmm. see what happens next to that person's skin and eyes and hair to find out. Um, It's it's amazing when you when you look at visually, and and it's more than just one color. We have to go through a series of colors to really see consistently that this palette is bringing light and um, eliminating shadows on a person's face. Well, I've never thought about shadows. I mean, colors creating shadows. So that's something new and different. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you were saying, if you wear the fall palette, it makes Mm -hmm. you look sick. And that Mm -hmm. is so so amazing that you notice that because colors will either enhance you or take away from your 
your own your own glow. Everybody has beautiful coloring naturally. And mm-hmm. there are certain colors that will turn the light up, so to speak, mm. on your natural co- complexion and eyes and hair. And then there are certain colors that will cast a shadow, like you're standing in the dark or in the shade. Mm-hmm. Or, or for me, I started looking like yellow. <laughs> yeah. You know, orangey. <laughs> It just you know, and and I and I I love vibrant colors, but some are the wrong thing. So right. you just have to figure it out. So I think so. One of our tips here is that we're saying is that number one, make the effort and have a detailed color analysis done, because this is and 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 really I'm going to tell people that it's like all my designers that I work with know that we were going to have because number it makes me feel good and I love the color that there will be some shade in there that deals with the purple that's the right purples for me um right. and and it's just part of my it's and some season well, colors not branding I disagree it's part of the branding it's not the sole thing but you can flow it through, whether websites, it's in my website, it's on my author one sheet, it's in my book covers, it's how I dress, it's all there. Makes a difference. I, at least I feel it does. I love that you carried it all the way through because that's exactly <laughs> what we guide our clients to do. Very few people don't, don't realize that when you have that consistent nonverbal message, it makes you more credible and it makes people trust mm-hmm. you because they keep saying that same message consistently throughout everything you do, your appearance, your website, your marketing materials. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we are talking marketing. A lot of this is marketing one-on-one. So, and then people will recognize you, especially if they see you in multiple areas. If you've got your brand in play, that, and we're talking visibility here. That when right. you've got that in play, it just makes a huge, huge arena. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're with with uh, Rhoda Johnson, and she is based in Colorado. Let me give you her website. It's rotadesigngroup.com that you can really look at some of the key elements to bring you into play. And, you know, there is what if a lot of people don't know that I was the speaking coach to Miss America. I worked for eight years. I worked with these gals, young gals, without all their makeup and fancy stuff. And and it's amazing um, how they look before they get on stage. But when they're on stage, it's, you know, they're queenie. Um, but you would never guess because they have the same pimples and blemish <laughs> goodies that everyone else does. But they've learned how to package themselves and put it together. As an author, you have to be thinking about this, too. All right. We'll be right back. This is Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles, and I'm your book shepherd. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Colorhouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Colorhouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you discount on the first order you place. 
To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential. Color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bright. Hi. So we've been kind of going around the color spectrum of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. You know, Rhoda, um, I have a question. Is there any colors that really people should stay away from that don't work? I'm glad you asked me that question. <laughs> I asked I, you that question, huh? <laughs> I'm so glad. Black. Run from it. Run from the black. Run and from black. That. Yes, the fashion industry, we have um, worn black for two decades, and so everybody has gotten comfortable in black. But the reason why you don't want to wear black, first of all, it's so out of, it's so out of style, and it is not seasonal. It's spring right now. But the other piece to that is black is the most aging color you can wear. Whoa, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And it all, it also is a very powerful, somber color. It does not attract people to you. It doesn't make you approachable. It is um, a very standoffish color. And, and part of markability is drawing and attracting people to you so that you can begin to have conversation about your work. Hmm. And allow well, people to see. Yeah, and you know, I, I've been at funerals. I have never worn black to a funeral. I mean, I, I just wow. said, you look at my friend, loved living. I, I, you know, I'm coming in color. <laughs> right. Well, and more and more funerals are asking people to come in colors, especially the favorite color of the deceased. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Love that idea. So, all right. So, everyone. So, but it's not throwing out all black. It could be you could be wearing black pants, but you could be having a vibrant shirt, a vibrant blazer, a vibrant flowing fill in the blank. Is that correct? We're not, we're just saying don't go totally in black. You know, black, black bottoms are, it depends, Judith, because it can really chop up the person's visual presence. In other words, if you have a vibrant top and you have a black bottom, because mm-hmm. the vibrant top is a powerful vibration and the black is also a powerful 
vibration, what happens is that the, the eye is moving back and forth, up and down, up and down. And uh, so you're suggesting you'd be better off, whether it's a pants or skirts or whatever, is that you carry a, 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 a pick up a color within the top. Is that what you're saying? Right. You carry want, that to the bottom? You want it to flow. Um, if, for example, if you're a petite person or you happen to be a heavy person, it creates, by putting that black on the bottom and the vibrant on top, or even a soft color on top, it makes you look shorter and whiter. And it's distracting for the eye. The eye is going to go back and forth from the top to the bottom instead of focusing on the person. Because and your message. The and your message, yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, you want to have color harmonies in what you're wearing throughout so that when people, because people will do that when they look at you, they'll scan from top to bottom and bottom to top. And when they see that there's a beautiful flow of harmony, their eyes will rest and focus on your face, which is what you want so that they hear what you're saying. So now we're we're talking about, we have a color makeover. So now I'm thinking we're going to throw them into the closet. And they're going to have to start looking at a more coordinated, finding the right colors and then getting a more coordinated presence. So there is a unit that then they can focus on their face quickly and their words and their mouth or whatever's going on. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and it's wonderful so, because the person ahead. that's wearing that whole look, it, it, there's... There's so many beautiful details in that, but when you when you show up in that coordinated alignment is what I want to call it, you feel more grounded, you feel more confident, you feel more at ease um, because that you know that your outer what you're wearing on the outside is resonating. There's a resonance that's created also in color harmony, which I love. It vibrates at a speed that is doesn't make you feel anxious. And does it make the people that you're around feel anxious? Does that make sense? It, it does. So for for someone who maybe hasn't tuned in to colors at all or kind of like the the appearance package, which is what we're talking about. So what is color harmony? Color harmony is when you are when when the science of color analysis is performed to identify the best colors for your skin tone, your eyes, and your hair. And when you're, when you're wearing those colors, people are literally attracted to you with such a joy. And they don't even know why they're attracted to you with this joy. They just come up to you. They're like, who are you? I want to know who you are. I get that all the time. Okay, so what when you're saying it. is when, you've got your, when you're, you've got your mojo for your color harmony, you become a magnet for others. Is that what I hear? Absolutely. Done and done. Mm-hmm. It does. It's okay. amazing. So check and check. All right. So the, <laughs> and, 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 we, and we have listeners all over the country, so they're all not here in Denver. Um, so how would someone find someone that can help put together – you know, this this wheel, I mean, we used to call them wheels, but, you know, right. I, I don't know what the terminology is today. But how do you assess a professional who really see, knows what they're doing that will get you 
and and do the work so you can bring it all together. And I guess the second part is when should an author really think about doing this? Uh, to answer your question in two parts, first of all, um, mm-hmm. Alice is the part of the team that really, really jumps into that. That's her that is really her passion and her baby since she was one of the pioneers in color analysis. And she has this down to such a science. She does it all the time with clients, FaceTime and Skype. Um, and you'll see that on the website. This is, this is set up to be done from a distance so that you don't have to try to run out and find someone. I, I found Alice because I had my colors done years ago in L.A., where I worked, and I knew they were wrong, Judith, because I was struggling with the makeup and all, all the other parts. So I found, when I found her and she did my colors, I was relieved. It was a palette. Alice goes into such detail as into the color of the iris and the eyes mm-hmm. um, that other people don't go into. So it's not it's not something that's cookie cutter in anything that we offer. It's very, very personalized. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people really know what the true color of their iris is. Right. You know, well, they may just say, well, it's blue. But what shade of blue? Because exactly. <laughs> you know? there's, there's different shades of blue and green and brown. And yeah. You know how yeah. you were saying you like purple? Well, purple, we have that in all of the um, palettes that we offer. And when you were saying, is it called a wheel? We call it a color palette, but it could, you know, you could certainly call it a wheel if you wanted to. But there is purple in each of those palettes, but there's a different, there's a different type of purple. There's a blue purple. Exactly. There's a red purple. There's a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 that's exactly right. And that's like when you think of reds. When I think of the color red, there are orangey reds, and then there right. are purple reds. Right. You know, that, that so someone who does well with with, let's say, a plum purple is going to do far better off if they decide to wear red. If it's something that works with them, that if it's got more of the blues and the purples in it versus the orangey, yellowy red. Do you know what I mean? Or am I wrong right. here when I say this? Right. And the beauty of being aligned in color harmony, too, is that you're not. Your, your brand is consistent. The way you market yourself is consistent. So you're not showing up one day in a strange color and, and another day in the right color, that you're always right on. So one of the things I think that we need to tell people to do is it's probably you should invest. And I don't, I don't even know what it costs to have an analysis done. Do you have a range, Rhoda? Right. It's only 350 It's the best 350 you'll ever spend because you'll stop making impulse buys at the mall or if you shop online with clothing. You'll know, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll have, you'll have a, a wardrobe that works because a lot of people will say, I have a closet full of clothes, but I have nothing to wear. Oh, I know it. And that's when you want to say, well, for God's sakes, throw them all away and start over. I mean, or you need to do something. Um, yeah. with that when that mm-hmm. that comes in and I think that there isn't a, a man or a woman um, who hasn't had that run across them and of course women traditionally have far more clothes than men as well as shoes although right. there are always exceptions um, with that and I know that w- with all the television work that I have done 
um, I was always amazed with some of the anchors and some some were clients of mine at the time and that that I would go into the studio and here there were literally grubbies below the waist, below the desk, you see, and then they were all dressed up to the nines, waist and above. <laughs> and made up, of course, made up, of course. Right. And right. I probably, I'm sure that in your experience, you've you've had that, that you've made those people up. Is that correct? Well, I'm glad you spoke on that because one of the things, and this might help people really get the, the impact of marketing themselves. My work is a, as a Hollywood makeup artist, and, and this is something that we can all connect to. Whenever an actor or an actress is being prepared for a part, Wardrobe and makeup is a huge part of that so that mm-hmm. the character is believable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's no question it. about that. You know, we're going to take one more, an, another break here, and I want to come back to that because guess where I was last weekend? I went to the final days of the Star Wars uh, costumes at the wow. Denver Museum of Art, a dam. And it was stunning. It was from the makeup to the costumes and the whole coordination. I mean, I, I thought I was going to spend an hour there. We were there three hours, Rhoda. It was wow. amazing. Wow. It was amazing. All right. We're going to be right back. We're talking about your visibility, your initial impact where people see you. And, and let me tell you, they make instant judgments, whether they like you or they don't, whether they want to approach you or they don't, whether that you might have something worthy to say, or they don't think you do. Your image, your visibility, the colors that you use, how you dress makes a difference. We'll be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author You today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author You on Twitter at Author You and on Facebook at Author You, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author You, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for 
Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryle. All right, so I kind of leaked out. I went and played, played uh, for a few hours last weekend, John and I took off and we went down, um, you know, we've, we have been Trekkies. We have watched all the Star Wars movie. I remember, uh, I can't remember, was it 30 years ago when that first B-roll started with Lucas's first Star Wars? And it was like, Oh my gosh, I was just sucked into it. But, and, and then going through this exhibit, I have to tell you, if it comes into any city that you're at make it a must go see the clothing was sensational the videos that we could stop at these you know along the way and watch how they put them together the drawings the layouts the stitchery was it was just um uh priceless one but you you would thought you know did they velcro it did they paste it? Lucas was such a fanatic on having detail, never allowing any button to show, any zipper to show, anything that would bring it together. How he did it, and from how they originally conceived, like a lot of you may not know that Chewbacca was originally based on George Lucas's beloved dog. And the original drawings, and they had these original, all these storybooks um, that that showed a pooch in there. And, of course, and it evolved to a seven-foot giant who had 15 pounds, by the way, of yak hair um, sewn into the costume who wore a size 17 
tennis shoe with yak hair sewn all over it and had to have a cooling system because the frickin' costume was so hot um, on that. And how George Lucas believed the ultimate evil was Hitler. So when he was conceiving Darth Vader and the evil empire and all that, that he went into the original uniforms of the Nazis and he used those to emulate how to to display them and put them on. It was fascinating, Rhoda. I mean, I loved wow. it. I, mean, I learned a wow. lot. That is so awesome. I love how you mentioned the zipper and the buttons and mm-hmm. the connection to the evolution of that character, but also how they um, really looked at the Nazi uniform. One one thing that I do know, I'm not the Trekkie that I, that you are, but <laughs> I do know this, that the all of those costumes are dark colored because, mm-hmm. again, dark colors emulate um, a feeling of somberness, sometimes evil. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the purpose. So they had all of them mm-hmm. laid out. Now, when you got to the women's costumes and mm-hmm. um, the the queen's costumes, um, it, they were sensational, literally sensational. Uh, and and how they flowed and and how they were draped and put together. And then, of course, there was. Uh, uh, Princess Leia's uh, bikini, infamous bikini that was tied when she was uh, chained to Jabba the Hutt. And mm-hmm. as Carrie Fisher said, and she was very young, she was under 20 when she was cast in this role, that that when she stood up, you, you could it and you looked at her from the rear, you could see from here to Egypt. <laughs> it was so, right. those are her words, that was right. so skimpy. Now, let me share something about color. She had a, like they have doubles and their stunts and things. And she started off, they used white for, for purity. That was that drapey dress she wore in the first episode of Star Wars. And it was meant to the purity versus the evil empire and the Nazi influence. But the, the thing that tied into that um, she was pulling on is that when she was in the infamous bikini scene, which is in the exhibit, that her double, who looked very, very much like her, if she wanted to step out in the sun, her double had to go out in the sun with her to make sure the skin tones kept the same. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and I love, yeah. How, you, I love how you've really explained the contrast in the meaning, in the color. And that's that's exactly what we try to inform people of, is that color does have a meaning. And just like you were saying, the white has innocence. Each color has a meaning. I still have a book from college called The Psychology of Color mm-hmm. and What Color Means. All colors mm-hmm. have both a positive and a negative meaning. And it's important to know that, especially when you're in front of an audience as an author or if you're marketing your book, um, to know that, you know, what what are you wearing? What are you vibrating? Because you don't want people to um, be pushed away. You want to draw them into you. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had a years ago, I had a... Uh, um, a situation where I was a spokesperson for a company for several years and it was sold to another company and they actually stiffed a lot of their people who were doing work. And I was, I was owed 
a lot of money, a lot of money. And I was going to walk away because I just didn't want to go to the negative energy and all that. But they did something that pushed my button. And I thought, nah, I'm not going to let them get away with it. And I ended up in a three-day court trial. Now, I, you know, I prevailed. I won. These dodos appealed it. Their attorneys apologizing just because, of course, you earned this money. You're owed it. And, and I won again. But with that said, that my attorney said to me, knowing that I can be flamboyant in my colors, he said, you need to have a dark suit on. I mean, he was pushing me into the somber mode, by the way, that we were very serious. We were very serious. Right. And I said, but God, Jeff, that's so not me. I don't own a suit. I don't, I don't dress that way. He says, you need to do it on the first day. And, and he says, and, 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 then, and then, so, okay, so I played the game, did it on the first day. I felt so uncomfortable, Rhoda. I couldn't stand it that I came in the, the second day and he looked at me and he just said, oh, my God, because <laughs> I was back to my norm. <laughs> and I felt great. And you know what? I was able to present better. I was able to interact better. They could sense, uh, they had a much more sense of who I was because I was in my space. And 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 you have to be careful of being thrown into some other space you don't belong. Boy, I love that you said that, Judith, because um, that's the unique approach that we have over our competitors is that mm-hmm. it's not cookie cutter. That we take the time to find out who are what the what the goals are, the communication goals, and who the person is, so that they show up authentically themselves. Because that does have an impact on how you're able to present yourself and the authenticity of your message. If you're in a, if if somebody put you in an outfit that doesn't feel right for you, color-wise or style-wise, you're gonna, your body language is gonna communicate that. And people and, are, are yeah, and everyone needs to understand that you mm-hmm. you have to you you know the old saying you got to go with the flow. I think what authors need to understand is what their flow is. Right. And that there are so many different variations of a professional look. Like there's so many variations of what a suit looks like. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't look the same for everybody. You can still have a suit look, but it has to be in harmony with that person's personal personality and who they are. Otherwise it's not going to, it's going to be distracting. Exactly, and that and that's what I really found out. That, that yeah, uh, the old I guess the old phrase I gotta be me, <laughs> right? And that's what we embrace wholeheartedly. Um, we love doing that, so that it's authentic to the individual. In fact, Alice and I even um, like to show people how to cheat. We're not rigid to staying within the color palette that we guide you in. Um, if you want to step out of that and you want to cheat, we show you how to do that in a way that is fun. And I always, we always tell our clients that the, the best way to cheat is when you're out having fun. You know, to well, know I, that you know, I want to hear about cheating. Okay, so how do we cheat <laughs> with appearance? I mean, this is, you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, you can wear basic your basic color palette. And then throw on a fun scarf or throw that's, that's not in your palette or throw on a necklace or throw on, um, or, or add a purse or shoes or something or eyeglasses that aren't necessarily in that palette to give it a little bit of, of surprise and intrigue. Mm. 
So I'm so it so it doesn't do um, an opposite that says, "Oh my God, they don't have it together," or who you know. So obviously, this woman should be wearing oranges and um, you know those kind of that kind of palette um, in, in all the orangey, yellowy, whatever color frames, and all of a sudden she's wearing what would be opposite there? Help me out. Because um, that's my palette. <laughs> Uh-huh. Opposite, opposite of that orange, yellow, golden palette would uh-huh. be your vibrant blues and pinks and purples. And oh, yes. So what would okay, make, so, but what if would you think of more- Caribbean, you know, I was down in Mexico a few weeks ago working, and if, uh-huh. if you go to some of those Caribbean colors, they mix them all up. That's what we like to do is have fun with it. I mean, there are certain times, depending on the, the setting – where you want to be um, aligned. And then there's certain times where you want to have fun with it. For example, if if our client isn't a children's author, you definitely want to mix it up because you're... Well, as a, you're, yeah, and as a kid's author, I, you know, you just, you just kissed on a topic that you need mm-hmm. to, you know, your audience, you need to understand your audience. And if you're a children's author, that I, you have got to bring usually a sense of fun in there, right. because if you're going to be right. speaking to kids and classes right. and stuff, uh, they do not expect you to show up in a suit. Right. Not at all. And also, too, conservative colors would not make sense in that setting. That no. The colors, the, the, the arrangement of colors and have to be playful to connect with the the book and the message of the book. Mm-hmm. And even almost quirky. I mean, I would direct an author of children's books to be sort of quirky in their image. As I love quirky. Someone, yeah, yeah. As a, quirky suits as me as just fine. Someone that's writing an intellectual book where they have to be very serious and strict. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that when you um, when you when you think about that audience and what their connector is. Um, whether it's it's it, it, a spiritual community, I mean, if it's a spiritual community, depending upon if we're money buying spirit, I mean, I have a, a client who is uh, known as the Yogi Muse, and I would expect her to show up in a yoga <laughs> type of outfit. I mean, I would sure. expect her even maybe to put us into some poses or attempt sure. to or have some sampling or do something. But if you ever look at yoga outfits. They can be quirky, but they're never somber. No. They're never dark. No. When I think about it. so Right. And I think that that's because the whole practice of yoga is to help guide us into enlightenment. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the colors are enlightening. So you would expect to see those kind of colors. It's yeah. some pop. Some snap, crackle, and pop. Um <laughs> In, 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 in what makes, you do. It makes that person more authentic, I think. I think so, too. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. I would love to have you um, kiss on. I, I was, I, I can't, I was somewhere. And I, I don't know, well, I do know, um, where this style that, and it's men, it's men, it's young, young men that have their pants hanging off their butt. Um, okay. And and I, I I've never understood why you would want to walk around 
with your pants down at your knees half the time. I mean, I've never quite understood that. That would tell me I have a problem. But that it, it became a style and it, it's a, it became a trend, actually. I need to say that. And that I would say that those clothes don't fit. So I would like to have you kiss on what fits and what doesn't. And how do you tell? I'm so glad that you um, really spoke oh, to that. Because okay, so wait a minute. All, I, you know what? I need to take one more, our final break. I can't believe it. But let's worry. take a quick break here and come back to really to really lay out how do you tell if it fits or doesn't fit. And I think that we need to come back to also kiss on, Rhoda, is to take a look at, you know, when is it time to let stuff go? I know you loved this in high school, but you know what? It doesn't fit, and it's probably not coming back. And the colors are all wrong, and it's faded. But let's get into some of that because okay. we want to we want our authors to put their best foot forward, their best body forward as well as the best words out of their mouth and within the the book covers forward so we're going to be right back it's author you your guide to book publishing with me is rhoda johnson she is an expert in physical presence using color design um, as well as incorporating within your clothing this is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential. Color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So I was ready to jump into this and realize that <clears throat> we need to take another quick break. But I wanted to come back to, you know, how do you tell when things are really fitting right? When can you get away, cheat, maybe I should say, with looser clothes? 
Um, I mean, I, you know, I will confess that I used to dress um, a little bit better than what I do dress on an airplane in because, Rhoda, I was always, I mean, I've had luggage and things never arrive uh, when I did. And I used to sometimes tell my audience, you know, sometimes you're in a situation where your mouth arrives before the rest of your luggage does. But, but and, and so, you know, you just have to go because I actually had to present in my sweats, you know, and it was a nice velour sweatsuit, but I had to do that. And right. um, I wasn't dressed as I normally would be dressed, so I had to let them in on why I showed up the way I did. And, of course, they'll forgive you instantly because who hasn't had stuff go astray if you travel a lot and sure. and move into that? So how how do you okay. get away when there is a snafu? And, and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and what should we trash from our closets? I love that you've opened this up because it really brings us to a few of the top trends I'd like to speak to for women and men. Um, before the break, you had talked about the saggy pants. First of all, that uh, is, yeah. is out. Thank goodness. A lot of people haven't gotten the memo, the fashion memo. But <laughs> here's the thing that I, because um, the market is broken up into millennials, Generation X, and baby boomers. What works for millennials are for men are the skinny are the are the tight jeans are the tight pants that are that are shorter even in 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 working environments um, their pants are tighter and they're shorter they're above the ankle and you'll see them wear their suit jackets more fitted for a baby boomer you want to wear looser clothes because if you're trying to wear what millennials are wearing, you're going to look ridiculous. What works for a millennial, it does not work for a baby boomer. And so the looser fit, the more classic fit, is how we direct our baby boomers so that they're honored in who they are and they look like they're aging gracefully. Um, the other piece, for, for example, one of the top trends for women are athletic-inspired clothes. And because mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. casual is the biggest genre right now, a lot of women are showing up in yoga pants to do business. And that's only appropriate if you're a yoga instructor. It is not appropriate in a business casual setting. Um, and I know you've seen this where you've seen a lot of young women wear tight-fitting leggings in business environments, that is not appropriate unless the jacket or the top completely covers the bottom. You don't want to be in a business environment with something that tight-fitting on, exposing your bottom and your, you know what I'm saying? It's just not tasteful. Well, it's it's not only that. I think that it, unless you have really slimmo legs, um, and one of the things in aging is we we do not have tight tone often legs on that, and it doesn't look good. Well, and, and you, I, you touched on a point. They said um, one of the things that tells the truth about us is leggings. <laughs> about exactly. how, how toned we are. And so um, that's something to really be aware of. Um, no one, whether they're a millennial or a Generation X or a boomer, in a business setting needs to be in leggings unless the top is completely covering. Because for women, um, one of the ways to become discredited with your credibility is to show up too sexy. 
you don't want you don't want that in a business setting. And and the I, other I would not think so. Exudes, yeah. And the, and the other piece that exudes that, in fact, there's a funny Saturday Night Live skit on this, is false eyelashes in a business setting. It never belongs. It does not belong. And I know you've seen that. I've gone to several banks in different settings, and I see these um, very glamorous false eyelashes. They don't belong in a business setting. <laughs> I, I think I shared with you when you and I talked one time that I, I also have a, a good friend who in San Francisco who has done, you know, she was the um, West Coast of uh, makeup head of well, makeup for NBC for years and years and years. And they they stealthily brought Tammy Baker in. And she was the wife of a, of a televangelist, and she was known for these amazing eyelashes. Amazing! It took Karina four hours to get them off. They were wow. so gobbed on four hours wow. to remove it. Wow! And wow. you know, I mean, she couldn't even see through her eyes. It was amazing. Right. I remember her, and I remember um, thinking that I was so distracted by the lashes that I could never hear anything she said. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to how we started our hour, is that do you have accessories? Are you wearing clothes? And accessories, you know, are, uh, would you consider makeup an accessory? Oh, huge, huge accessory. Um, Because when people are communicating with you, they're looking at your face. And you want, and makeup is important because it can either enhance you or distract. And so mm-hmm. that's a huge piece because you want it to gently accent, to just highlight. That's all that my approach does is to highlight a person's features. It shouldn't look like, hi, I've got on makeup. It should just highlight and smooth out and um, give uh, a beautiful radiance to the face so that that person looks polished. Because it's just like makeup for women is like shaving for men. That's the way women are grooming their faces. That's part of grooming for women in a professional setting. For men, it's shaving. It's grooming a beard. It, you know, I mean, beards are in right now, but it's groomed beards. In fact, groomers are the biggest new uh, um, career out of Hollywood, women that are, are groomers to men. Grooming is so hmm. important in terms of your image. Um, and the, the thing that all of us could do is um, do teeth whitening, make sure we have an updated hairstyle, make sure that the color of the hair aligns with the face, skin, and eyes, because that's important, too. Um, the men, the grooming part for the men would be the nose hair and the ear hair. And then um, having, uh, ha- having the nails manicured. For men, it's huge right now like it is for women, not to where they're wearing polish, but especially as an author, their their hands are visible. And having groomed hands, it makes, it, it says volumes about that author. It says that if you care enough about yourself, you're going to care about people that you're serving. And about mm-hmm. your yeah, you know, in groomed hands, one of the things that I mean, we have just we have moved house, so my longer nails have disappeared for many months. And after I'm through landscaping, maybe they might grow back. But one of the things 
that I always did um, when I was on the road. I never wore anything um, on my nails, never a color. It was always clear because if I accidentally did a chip, you couldn't see it. And I think that right. that women need to realize that men don't deal with the colors, but women love a lot. Some of them love their colors. Now I always color my toes, but I've always kept my fingernails clear because just because it, it it was more together versus distracting. And I don't know how you feel about that. I think it it depends on. I, I appreciate you saying that because as a as a makeup artist, I try to keep a very neutral, clean polish mm-hmm. like a soft white mm-hmm. on my nail because I want people and short nails because I want people to feel safe when I'm doing their makeup. First of all, that they can see that there's no dirt under my nails. Yes, um, exactly. And that's what and that's what the light color says to them. Um, I color on the nails can be very distracting for women, um, especially if their hands are very visible and that's not who they are. Now, if they're a children's author, they want to have beautiful, bright color on the nails because that's part of being whimsical and fun and playful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it really depends on the message that what you're writing about. If you're in an intellectual community, that's the last thing you want on on your nails is color. because exactly. You're not I mean, if you're, you're if you're, you're in children's period. and you're around little girls, they could have a color on every nail. Right. <laughs> that's right. that's them. So if you're in, yeah, if you're in the intellectual community, you're not going to be taken mm-hmm. serious. Mm, that is so true, Rhoda. We have less than two minutes left. So, what would okay. be a, a must-do thing that that every author should think about doing? And what's uh, the, the biggest mistake you think they make? I think the must-do thing is to be consistent um, with the image and to get dressed every day because opportunities are lost when you're an author and you're working in, at your computer in your pajamas and, you, and a last-minute meeting pops up yep. or you have and, and, and you're yep. not ready. Yeah, so, I'm, not, I'm not a believer in staying grubby. You know, yeah. it just, I mean, you can be very casual, but... If you have to slip out quickly, you'll you'll pass. Right. <clears throat> I, I have gotten so many clients running errands, it's, it, and so that's important um, that authors are in their in in some form of their brand because there's always an opportunity yep. to sell their book. And, and you just may run into someone who recognizes you and got your book, and you don't want them to think, "What in the hell is she in the store in her pajamas for?" Which I have seen people do. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we are at we are wrap up time for everyone. This is Author You, your guide to book publishing. With me has been Rhoda Johnson this past hour. You can find her at rhodadesigngroup.com. But the essentials are is your color is who you are, but does it really express who you really are? And I think that that's so much a part of it, as well as your clothing and everything else. So if you're in, in Colorado, May 6th, authoru.org, click on events and join us because we are going to have a lively session. Rhoda will be one of our, our two key speakers in really putting you together with your visibility and your branding. Thank you so much, Rhoda, for being with us today. Thank you, Judith. It was a pleasure. All right. Take care. Thank you. You also. 
Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. How to avoid the publishing predators. How to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets and so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles. Brought to you by AuthorU and The Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 